Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And every week, I say that intro with the exact same tone, the exact same cadence, and the exact same pitch. You're welcome. That's an interesting fact. I would love to do a smash cut of like the last 15 to 20 to see if there's any difference. You may not be able to tell. You may be like, this is Doug saying the same goddamn thing every week. But you know. Doug is just recorded in his intros. Yeah. That's how we do it every single time. It's like, hey, everybody, welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's the same thing. It's fast. It's furious. Right. It's a little bit high-pitched because it's like, Doug, maybe he's a little nervous to start this thing off. I don't know. But he's <laughs> off and he's rolling. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. That's, That's how Doug Cochran rolls. How it goes. <laughs> Take notes. I, That's how it goes. Tom Cruise, everybody. Tom Cruise, motherfuckers. Tom Cruise. Hey, let me tell you something. About Tom Cruise, okay? The guy loves hard. Is this Judy Dench? This is Dame Judy Dench saying we Tom Cruise loves harder than any man I've ever acted with. That's spot. That's scary spot on. Right? Could you tell that was M from the James Bond series? I could hear it a little bit. Yeah, could hear it right a at little the bit end. where she's like, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah, she's totally going to die at the end of that one. I like she that. Does. I think we should do a segment where I try to guess what is celebrity impression Doug is doing. Yeah. Or I'll throw a name out there and let's see if you can nail that celebrity. Well, let's try it. Do it. Name one. You Right now? Right now. Name one. Do it right now. Okay. Uh, we're going to go with Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek. Hey, you motherfuckers. Get off my lawn. Oh, nice. From that, right? from the one movie she was in. From the one movie, it yeah. was the uh, the Italian job. Right, where she had the, yeah, where she wore the uh, scarf. Right. Yes, the scarf. I like that. Nice. that she, she, she's uh, doing the, the diamond robbery. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, right. Uh, let's do Matthew McConaughey. That's guy. Everyone's like, got a good Matthew. All right, here we go. You ready? All right, here's the mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. Here's the scene. All Dallas right. Buyers mm-hmm. Club. I have AIDS! Got it? Moving on! You... You complete your audio completely cut out for me right as you did that, and it came back right as you stopped. I have no idea how that was timed so perfectly. Well, that's great. Good to know that my audio is going out. Nice. Well, here's what hopefully I said. This, I'll do it again. I'll do it again just yes. in case. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Because you didn't hear that at all? I didn't. No, but apparently the, the stream did. So. All right, cool. All right, here we go. Just for you, Justin. Just for you. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Dallas Buyers Club. Oscar winning moment. Here we go. Done. Are you doing this on purpose? Is it <laughs> seriously? 
Hey, I as long as the stream every- hears it and as long as the, the podcast viewers hear it, Justin, you just have to go back and listen. You have to check out the clip <laughs> that Slotty just I made. I feel so left out of the loop on this one. I feel like I feel like I nailed it. Didn't hear that one. That's too bad. But still, <laughs> apparently that certain I'm I'm hitting the it's the McConaughey pitch is is like the you perfect want, one. You want to try three for three? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Right. Here we go. Dallas Buyers Club, Oscar winning moment. This is what it's all for. Here we go. The end. All right. You cut out during got, but I got everything else. Did you read my lips? Oh, yeah. No, I got you. Nice. It was perfect. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast, full of technical difficulties. <laughs> it plagued us for the last two months, and they keep on coming every week. Every week is something different. It's something new. It forces us to troubleshoot. It forces us to adapt, and it forces me to punch my wall. So <laughs> Right. All, all the things, if you're watching on Twitch right now, right behind Doug, all of that, that's just to cover up all the holes in this wall. That's reinforced rebar wire. Right. Like, that's been molded into what appears to be baffling, but it's actually covering up the holes that I punched in my wall. So, there you go. Doug is never going to be able to resell this house. No. Reinforced rhubarb. Exactly, Slotty. You fucking get it. All right. This has been a fun intro. Let's talk about some housekeeping. Hopefully, I won't clip out. If I do, just know that I love you and there will be another rhubarb baffling to put up. Uh, if you all don't know already, we are on Spotify, amongst other places. Shut the fuck up, Justin. I'm talking. And There's a t-shirt right there. Rhubarb baffling. <laughs> Someone make that into a t-shirt. Send us the artwork and we will make that a t-shirt. Rhubarb baffling. It's got to be someone's name's. Rhubarb baffling. Maybe Judy Dench's rhubarb baffling or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Please continue. I'm, uh, sorry. That's, no, I'm glad you interrupted me. That was perfect. Rhubarb baffling. I love it. Uh, if you all don't know already, we are on Spotify. Come check us out over there. Uh, we are in other places as well, but Spotify, Spotify, we're there. Come check us out. Come give us a listen. We appreciate it. Also, if you haven't already, come join our Discord community. Join our Discord server. Go to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast, and you scroll down, you're going to find a little box that says Discord. Click on that. Come join our community. We hang out. We share a bunch of dumb memes. Uh, we talk about nerd stuff. Uh, we set up game nights, and we're playing with each other all the time. It's a really good time, really great community. Come hang out. Come join us. We'd love for you to be a part of our community. Uh, also, don't forget to check out our merch on redbubble.com. That's R-E-D-B-U-B-B-L-E.com. Just head on over there, search for Mind Gap Podcast. You're going to see our Mind Gap logo, as well as the I Will Haunt Your Butt line. Uh, we got this cool stuff where uh, it's pretty much on anything you can imagine. It's on t-shirts, it's on sweatshirts, it's on hoodies, it's on pillows, it's on backpacks, it's on drawstring bags, it's on coasters, it's on travel mugs, it's on coffee cups, it's everywhere. Get yourself something cool, uh, help support the podcast. We really appreciate the support and we want you to enjoy a quality, quality merch place. Unlike Teespring, the diarrhea store. For all of your diarrhea merch needs. Redbubble is where it's at. And we love them and we appreciate them. So go check us out there. I feel like we should do some sort of a giveaway because we have shower curtains on there too. We should do a I will haunt your butt shower curtain giveaway. Yeah, that sounds like a good Halloween giveaway. Because that's right around the corner. 
We've got all year to plan it, guys. It's going to be massive. It's the most massive giveaway ever. The I will haunt your butt shower curtain. Spooky. And we'll send it out on Labor Day so you can get it in time. Right. It's going to be the most massive giveaway we've ever done if we remember that we talked about doing it. Because there's a solid chance three weeks from now we forget. I mean, it's impossible. It's in the annals of time. So here we are. Right. Tadow. Tadow. Lastly. Every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Central Time, come join us at twitch.tv slash mindgetpodcast where we do a video game live stream. Last Saturday was Stick Fight, the game, which was an absolute blast and pure chaos for two hours. We had so much fun. The conceit of the game was you're a stick figure and you fight to the death. And as soon as one of the stick figures wins, you immediately go on to the next level and you do it all over again. Guns drop. Uh, it's the environment tries to kill you. It is, it was pure madness and I haven't had that much fun in a really long time. So go back and rewatch it from an observer standpoint. All I can describe it as is, um, adult level super smash brothers with stick figures where the level is also trying to kill you. Yeah, it was, that is on a, that's on a loop. There is no, like, there's no win this way. It just goes continually goes and it was so much fun so we will absolutely be doing that again justin thank you for making a cameo appearance by the way it was really nice people were very excited to to watch you guys so cool this saturday i was gifted a game on steam by the one and only eric who you may know from our DD the fantasy board game streams he gifted me a game called outer wilds and he says this is a game i'm giving it to you if you stream it go in completely cold Don't look up anything on it. Just boot it up and play it. So that's what I'm doing this Saturday. I'm excited. I know nothing about it. Um, What's it called again? It's called Outer Wilds. No, nothing. Absolutely nothing about it. But in honor of his gift and his request, I'm just going to boot it up Saturday night. I'm going to play it. We'll see what happens. I have no idea what type of game it is. So knowing Eric, it's probably a pretty cool game. So I'm very excited to check that out. So only thing I'll say is it has been on multi multiple platforms. There we go. Which is very interesting. Okay. Just like my mom. Uh, so this Saturday, Whoa. 8 PM central twitch.tv slash mind gap podcast. Come hang out. Let's check out this game together. We'll see how it goes. I have no idea, but I'm excited. I think it'll be a really good time. I'll be sure to check. Oh my God. Out. I'm reading the synopsis of it right now. You're yep. going to shit yourself when you play this. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Oh, my God. This is a really cool. I might actually tune in to watch this one. Nice. You hear that? I normally bore Justin, but this Saturday he's coming by. Usually it is just sinfully boring for me. Usually he's like, I don't know what this is. There's orcs. There's fingers and butts. I'm aroused and I got to go finish my business. You know, how I roll. That's how I roll. That's how I roll. So. That's all of our housekeeping. Justin, how are you? How I are you, pal? Am, I'm good, man. I'm yeah. good. Uh had a weird day today. I don't know. It was just uh it's one of those where it, you can't explain it. Like just the whole day, you just seem kind of like in this like foggy funk mm. and you just nothing makes sense. So I watched Entourage a lot today. Okay. Because Is that that's the reason like why the you're in a funk? To, it could have been. You know what? <laughs> it could have been. It might have been a self fulfilling prophecy. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. How, how are you today? I I'm great right now. Like I'm I'm vibing, man. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this energy, this connection, this digital connection between us. Yeah, I'm feeling it. It's feeling it. It feels good tonight. Right here. It's great, man. It feels good. Um I've kind of been in a funk too, and I'm trying to fight my way out of it. Um, yeah. but I got a creative spark. Um oddly enough, Sunday night, I was in the middle of hosting some Dungeons and Dragons and about twenty minutes in. I saw two bright blue flashes followed by two loud bangs. And then my lights turned on in my room that weren't on. And then everything powered off on my whole block. Oh boy. I was like, uh, Oh boy. I'm pretty sure it's not lightning out right now. Uh, so we lost power for about three hours. Um, wow. it was about eight 30 at night. So Natalie was like, I don't know how I'm going to sleep. I'm like, this is the perfect time because it's <laughs> dark. <laughs> actually say that she was like oh i don't know what we're gonna do i was like you you're gonna go to bed like you're gonna close your eyes but she's you know she has like a noise machine and she has like a little night light so she's like oh what are we gonna do Ah." (laughs) and i was like i was just saying things like trying to look across our detention pond i'm like i'm like i think there's out too i'm like that's not good she goes oh no this isn't good she's just being so dramatic about it i was like chill your tits all right it's gonna be fine (laughs) You know, I was just like, hey, yo, you know what? All right. Chill your tits. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, in the process. Go ahead, Justin. You have your no, 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 please. I want to hear the rest of this. So we read books on the uh, on the couch in the, with a flashlight for a little while. And then, you know, Joe went upstairs with Natalie and, and put her to bed. And I stayed up for a little bit. And I was like, you know what? A part of me was like, probably shouldn't waste my battery on my phone. But I don't want to go to bed yet. And I'm kind of bored. So right. I started going through some old writing of mine. And I came across oh. some stuff that I was like, oh, shit, I forgot about this. I wrote like 34 pages on something and then just stopped mid-sentence. And I was like, <laughs> why did I do this? Like, why did I just stop? Like, I didn't even lie. I, was just thinking, I, was, I, I think for a while when I was commuting on the train, I was writing and I must have stopped. Like, I must have gotten into the train station, just packed it up. And then I just started writing something else. Oh, I was like, weird. And I was sitting there going like, dude, you were doing a good job with this. Like... <laughs> We need to, we need to, we need to pick this back up again. So I got inspired again. I was like, I need to, I need to hop back into this and start, you know, finishing this stuff. Like, it was That's a wild fantastic, story, man. man. I was like, this is, this is pretty cool. So I got pretty excited. Uh, you got to capitalize that on that shit when you find it. Like, that's really cool that you came back across it and it hit you like that spark of creativity or, cause you've been looking for that yeah. for the last couple of weeks. I know like where yeah. you've been like, I just missing that, that creative, like, oomph you know yeah. and it's fucking awesome that you were able to find that again the lost chronicles of doug man i tell you yeah. half done stories a lot of the stuff that i write are outlines you know yeah. and whatever this one was literally like full-on like prose description dialogue i was like in it and the problem is that i don't remember exactly where i was going with it like i had a plan <laughs> and I, it's kind of murky and i'm like i got a figure that out again of exactly what it is because I, I remember i had scenes built out and i'm like what were those scenes again i was like how was i getting them from this point to the next point like i'm like i don't remember but i like what i have so far <laughs> is this one of the ones that you have shared with me in the past i think so i think i okay. have um right. yeah it, it's it's definitely i don't know i was like <clears throat> the more i read it i was like yeah i want to focus my mental energy on this i think this will be fun to try and like flush out I can't right. wait to fucking see what you so, come up with. It was man. pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So I, I've been riding high on that since Sunday. So I'm feeling, feeling good. I'm feeling jazzy. That's a nice wave to ride into the week with. 
you know, it's, you know that, that that feeling of like, yeah, I can crush. This is all right. Well, it's just, you know, my inspiration comes and goes and mm-hmm. the, the fear is that it won't come back. You know, the fear is that, you know, something is just it'll it'll fade away. But yeah. I've been um, watching different things, different movies. I've been more I've been consuming a lot more content lately, good, okay. bad or otherwise, because I'm just like, I just kind of want to. I want to watch this. I want to absorb it. And I find myself being like, Ooh, I like, this is a bad movie, but I like this character arc or I like what this character is doing or, um, just things are like moving me where I'm like, Ooh, it'd be cool to explore that concept a little bit more with a character and just be like, what if, you know, I could emulate something similar to that and just explore something from my own mind. So I've, I've I've been feeling a lot more inspired lately, which has been pretty exciting. That's fucking awesome, man. The old, I the love old, hearing that. The old Doug Cock and Creative Steamboats just... <laughs> it's going again, you know? Wait, I have something for that. Yeah? Get on board the Doug Cock and Creative Steamboat. Here we go! Here we go! We're all going to die because most people died in steamboats because it was a really dangerous form of travel. <laughs> True facts. Uh. Um, no, what I was gonna say about uh, about Natalie and the and the blackout um, sounds like a children's about, a young adult like book. Natalie and the blackout, like Natalie it's a, and it's the a PSA. It's like don't drink. <laughs> Natalie went off to college. <laughs> um, no, but like think about going through it. The this is probably the first blackout she's ever been through. Yeah, right. So. If you're approaching it from that perspective of she's five years old, she's really just starting to grasp like like complex concepts outside of herself mm-hmm. and stuff like having conversa- like in-depth conversations with you. You've said like recently she's been saying like, Dad, talk more about this subject. Where yeah. it's like really starting to explore like thoughts. And uh it's gotta be fucking weird to go through to go through a blackout because it's terrifying. You're like, wait. We don't have power. Does everyone else know about this? Do you know about this? We have no idea when it's going to come back on. Has this ever happened in the history of people before? Yeah. Like, it's not something that you just know about until you go through it. So yeah, it stands to reason that she'd probably be just completely freaked out of like, yeah, I, I, are we ever going to come out the other side of this thing? You know? Yeah. It's one of those things where I'm just like, you know, in those sort of situations, you also realize at a young age why your parents, you consider your parents almost like superheroes, right? Because there's so many scary things that happen, but your right. parents are just like, it's cool. I've been here before. I know what this is. Don't worry about it. Right. It's one of the things where it's like, it's cool. You don't have to anything to be worried about. It's it's fine. Like, right. we're good. It's cool. How are we going to do anything? It's well, like, we're just going to keep doing th- it in a doesn't few matter. hours. It'll it's be bedtime fine. anyway. You're lucky this didn't happen in the middle of the day. You know, we all are. You <laughs> right. know? So, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it's a good, that's a really good point of, she's just probably like, oh my God, what are we doing? It's like, man, it's Our, well, she's just gone through, she, she really came into like, again, like, uh, outside self-awareness during the pandemic and then like a blackout, she's probably like, is this another forever thing? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know, Nat. We'll see. We'll find out. We'll find out. We're going to find out together. That's for sure. So speaking of watching potentially bad movies and drawing inspiration from them, did you guys know that Zack Snyder's cut of the Justice League is coming out March 18th? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
so that is happening. that is a mere what four three weeks away <clears throat> yeah three, uh, weeks, three weeks away yeah three weeks away we will be presented <laughs> with a four-hour odyssey that is a redo of the justice league movie and you know we're gonna watch it it's funny i saw a trailer for it and i just let out a big sigh Jill goes, what? I go, ah, oh, I just watched the trailer for Justice League movie. I was like, Zack Snyder's redoing it, and uh, it's supposedly four hours. She's like, ugh. I'm like, yeah, and, you know, I'm, I have to watch it. She's like, why? I'm like, for the podcast. Like, I got to watch podcast, it. Like, Jill. have to. Like, I don't, have, I don't really have a choice here. I got to watch it. <laughs> She's like, okay. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm probably going to. It's The thing is, it used to be, like, when it came to movies, like, I had to watch it all in one sitting because it was sacrilege watch it any other way but now as a parent i'm like yeah i'll watch 30 minutes here 40 right. minutes there uh, i just you know i piece it up because it's it's like there's no four hour window for me to watch something let alone a two hour window right you know to watch something all the way through so i'm so used to that where i'm like i'll watch it probably a little bit at a time <laughs> you'll watch it in the chunks that it should have been broken up into which is probably <laughs> like hour-long chunks this should i'm saying this this to me this should have been I personally feel like they should have made this a four-part series. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that was, was supposed to be supposed to be a miniseries originally. Was it supposed to? I thought it was supposed to be two movies. Well, I think like a sequel. So originally, when this was conceived, my okay. understanding is based on the articles that we've read is that it was supposed to be two movies. Right. Somewhere in the process, they're like, "Let's just make it one." So we got what we got. However, when they were going to re-release it for the Snyder Cut, my understanding is that they were going to re-release it as a miniseries. As I like got a you. four-parter. But then they're like, nah, four hours! One fell swoop! Let's just do it. Uh, so that's that's what we're getting. March 18th is four hours of something. And, so, um, <laughs> four hours of moving pictures. Yep. There will be actors who are paid to <laughs> pretend to be magnificent characters such as Aquaman and Batman, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman and uh Hot Dog Man number 2 and um they will they will don clothing that is very much meant to make us believe as viewers that they are these people and they're going to say words that were written down and memorized and delivered with purpose and action and there will be a shitload of green screen and explosions and things because that's how Snyder do it you know He's but the quote-unquote no visionary guy. guy. What'd you say? No orange guy. Oh, good. There will be all those things, but no orange sky. I mean, if that's the one thing they change, because also there's supposed to be a black and white version of this too, because that's what we need. Because yeah. we need this so, to be like some sort of Western or some sort of like auteur film, you know? Yeah. And from the article that I read about that, uh, ju- I think it's called uh, Justice is Gray. Which is such a weird, which I'm, yeah, I'm like, I don't know what we're doing here, Snides, but uh, (laughs) I also just think like it's supposed to be from everything I've read. It's supposed to be the exact same movie, just black and white. And my question is, why are people spending time on this? Why do we need this? Well, that's the thing is like Logan did the same thing. It's like Logan came Wait, out in theaters, it? and then in the Blu-ray, or like when you bought it, there was a black and white version. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Which for me, I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, I don't need it. Like, yeah. I know that was supposed to probably enhance and with that Western feel, I guess, to some degree. But 
make it safer. I'm a dumb dumb and I don't I don't look at that stuff and be like, that does enhance it. You know, it's like mm, 3D, same movie. You know, like yeah. it's just it, it didn't seem to do it. So why to be like, you know what else we're gonna do? We're gonna also gonna make it in black and white. It's like, okay. I mean, I guess yeah. this doesn't seem like the kind of movie that should be black and white. I think if anything, it's it needs color. Um I would think so, yeah. I mean, this is not your uh you know, I could see doing a straight Batman film in black and white. Yeah, that would make more sense because you're just dealing in light and shadows. Mm-hmm. And I, you you could make it Batman's a detective. You could make it very noir and it could mm-hmm. be very like that. You could lean into that real, real easily. Yeah. But with a Justice League movie where you've got, you know, seven different superheroes and they're all of their costumes, save for Batman, is they're they're popping with color. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you've got all these uh, fantastic scenes that you're in. I just, I, I don't understand what benefit that's going to, what's it going to give you? It's not going to give you anything. Slotty yeah. in the chat said, Robert Pattinson's Batman seems ideal for the black and white. Couldn't agree more. If you were going to do a black and white one, absolutely. Make that yeah. a, a gritty noir. That'd be fun. So much of Batman is dark and gritty, and I wonder if black and white would enhance that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um in that kind of way, or, you know, I'd be more interested to see that than this, where it's like, this is it's like watching Avengers in black and white. I'm like, I don't think it has the same effect. <clears throat> right. Big giant blockbusters. And look, maybe this, we're talking in absolutes as if we're Sith, uh, but big blockbusters. They're not m- meant to be black and white. I get like, and I know it sounds weird saying that because that's bucking the system. And you could say like, well, Snyder's being the visionary that he is, and he's doing something that you're not supposed to in Hollywood. But like, think about truly watching the Avengers in black and white. Usually, a black and white movie is done so for a very specific purpose. It's usually smaller art house. It's you know, um, but they, like the lighthouse, like that was such a great one because again, it dealt with a lot of shadows and and literal light, and it yeah. was. It was so perfectly done. Also, that one made sense somehow to be in four by three. Snyder doing this entire right. thing. Right, that's another in, thing. In four by three aspect ratio, which for those who don't know, it's how your old TVs used to look with the boxes on the and sides. And if you're too young to know what that means, there used to be these square, very square-ass TVs right. that were in four by three. Most things from the year 2000 and before probably even earlier 2000s and before were generally in four by three. Yeah. And uh, it's really obnoxious to me to see that nowadays. I understand it. Like watching avatar, the last airbender that's in four by three. Cause that's how it was created for. Oh, Oh, you know. gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but exactly. Like slime makes a good point. Go back and watch WandaVision episodes one through four. There you, go. you know, they were just sort of like going with that, which also, <clears throat> by the way, I like that in WandaVision because it cuts, It'll move from uh-huh. widescreen to the, you know, the aspect ratio of what's going on with the sitcom stuff. But right. yeah, I don't it understand your perspective. Yeah. Well, I think also with the lighthouse, it was done with intention to make you feel claustrophobic. Just 100%. like. Yeah. And Pattinson had even said too, like now that you've got like super cinescope and like 70 millimeter and like Tarantino did uh, the hateful eight and that giant 70 millimeter widescreen. Um, where you're seeing an, a, an egregious amount of, of stuff in your frame. And in a Western or something like that makes a lot of sense to do that because you want to show how wide open it is. In The Lighthouse, he's like, he said in an interview that they their intent was to force you to focus on something 
very, very compact and tight. And also to what you just said is that these two characters are caught or not caught, but they're forced to live in this lighthouse and they're claustrophobic. You're claustrophobic. You're uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable. And it's this like you start to take on the emotions of the of the 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 actors, the characters. This is a fucking superhero film. Yeah. Which, why yeah. why are you making us feel claustrophobic? Why are you smushing that all together? Like I don't right. I don't know. I don't understand it. Um I know Snyder said because he's he wants people to it allows him to give more headroom rather than side to side room. So he's like a lot of if Batman is standing tall or if Superman is engaged in a fight, he wants the uh, he wants the vertical space instead of the horizontal space. That's what his rationale was, I guess. Then if that's the case, shoot it up and down on an iPhone. (laughs) If that's what we're going to do, let's just lean into it. Oh, I hate that shit. I hate that shit so much. Um, Yeah, I agree. I know it's just something was like he's fascinated with the box like. And how it's, I'm like, why? Like, I, I don't, I just don't find it to be a very enjoyable, like for, for a while when it initially came out where widescreen was the big thing with DVDs and stuff like that, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I like, I wanted to fill up my whole TV, but over time I've, I've got, I've begun to appreciate it and like it. I mean, all my computer monitors are 16 by nine. Like everything is sort of in that format. So I prefer it in that. That's just what I'm used to. And to go back to the box, right. I'm like, it just seems squished and scrunched and weird and. For yeah. something that's typically not, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like it's done with purpose. It's just like, I like it like this. It's like, I mean, I guess aesthetically, if that's what you're into, but right. I mean, I don't know. I don't, again, this is a super, this is a big budget blockbuster superhero film that presumably is meant to be seen. Like if this gets a theatrical run, is it going to be like, you're going to see four by three on a giant IMAX screen? Like, what the fuck is that about? I don't know. I just doesn't seem, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, but I just, you know, that makes me very, it doesn't make me excited for what else, what other surprises we might be in for. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing too, is like, this is beginning, been getting a lot of press. Obviously it's three weeks away. Um, right. it's, it's, it's right around the corner here. And I don't know, like I have a very negative and cynical approach to this. Um, more so than usual, I guess, towards it. Cause I don't want to, shit on something because there's a little bit of mystery around it because Zack Snyder left the project because is was it his son or his daughter I can't remember uh, I think it was his daughter I thought it was his daughter he was also having issues with the brass at at Warner like it was this perfect storm of shit yeah he was was he was creative differences and his daughter committed suicide he's basically like I'm out I'm out of here and he left Joss Whedon came in did whatever he did and supposedly a large portion of what Snyder had shot was not used and about 75% of it was reshot by Joss Whedon. And then we got what we got from that, which is also hilarious because in the press right now, you have Warner brothers executives being like, Joss Whedon stuff was just not good. I mean, we all knew it too. Like the Russian family, the burglar at the beginning, but yeah, I'm like, Oh, you're gonna throw him on the bus now. Okay. None of us had the balls to tell Josh that uh, he wasn't doing it good. You know, I was like, okay, he wields some sort of power. Like Joss is in a world of shit right now and sounds like, you know, rightfully so based on stuff right. that he's done. But you're telling me <clears throat> no one at a movie studio that has a budget of over $200 million is going to be like, hey, this is problematic. You know, right. <laughs> they're like, wow, we right. all knew it. I'm like, did you say anything? Did you? Right. 
did you did you give any notes like what the fuck you know like do you guys not just did you guys i wonder what it's like saying these things and the executives are like god damn it another one another right. one is just a nightmare like i don't get right. it like just what delusion are they under to be like are some of them like I, just, I think this might be the one right guys wait is it good is it good guys yeah i just feel like you've got it. <clears throat> There's, I have never heard a story. I've never heard any actor. I've never heard any director speak of a studio as being timid about giving notes. Yeah, Usually right. every, every story I've ever heard is they give like an upsetting amount of notes back to them where that's what causes the fights. So to sit there and try to spin it to me and say that, oh, we just, we all knew it was bad, but uh, we all kind of just, uh, you know, we bit our tongues. And this said wasn't a George Lucas situation right. where he he's owned not. every aspect of he's it. And he's like, I wrote a draft. And people were like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, like, he's going to bat us. made a lot of money with a lot of his properties, but he is not some Hollywood heavyweight. Can't touch this guy. Legend of the industry. He's he's a good director that I mean. Take him, you know, subjectively, he's a good director who has made a lot of money. Yeah. That's it. He's had some successes in the nerd That's realm. It. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just, I find that hilarious that they're just, like, talking shit. <laughs> the studio has been talking, and we agree that this needs more <laughs> Jar Jar Lucas. You're right. Exactly. Right. Thank you, Castmate Studios. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right, George. Like, what, what, what more can we do? How can we explore this character more? Right. Yes, I like it. What other accents do you want to try with this character? I mean, <laughs> we've got a lot in here that I don't know. Let's try it. What do you got? What do you have in sure. mind? <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. You want to meet the entire race of? Sure. Let's take him underwater. Yeah, right. That's yeah. cool. We don't really know who the villain is in this whole thing or who the <laughs> or who the hero is. We don't know who the protagonist is. That's cool. I mean, this is great. This is cool. Pod yeah. racing. Woo, man. <clears throat> people love NASCAR. This is NASCAR. <laughs> upgraded guys we can kill a salad hour with pod racing remember right, right? i mean we don't people... have to write that takes an hour away from us having to write don't worry about it i love it you're so inclusive you got the jew like character alien you got there that you go. you've got the asian trade people who are blockading people you know yeah let's have a sort of like i don't know african weird dialect sort of guy in charge that makes perfect sense let's do it let's do it let's go they're showing a very inclusive universe, Doug. They Galaxy, really are. sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Far, far away. Far, far. Thank God. Um, thank God. <laughs> thank God. <clears throat> yeah, I with, uh, with. I mean, look, and the thing is, we've talked about this ad nauseum through the through the years and recently, and we'll undoubtedly be talking about it. I don't know. Maybe Rob makes another appearance. I don't know. No, no. Rudy's a bad we're, movie. We're, <laughs> Stuff is stupid. Stuff is dumb. Doug hates stuff. There it is. Uh, you know, we'll undoubtedly be talking about this more, but I think that um, I'm I'm excited in the sense that I'm hoping I get proved wrong. I'm always willing and open to eat crow on all of this. Like you, yeah. if you, yeah. if if I'm proved wrong, that's it. I'm I'm I'd be thrilled, thrilled to be proved wrong. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I don't want to be shitty about this. I just, I'm right. cynical because I don't see the point in what they're doing. But right. hearing that a large portion of what Snyder had filmed wasn't used, I am curious. I am curious yes. what they're going to put together for this. I feel like 
it will ultimately sort of end the same. And I think what's kind of frustrating for me too is that I think there's hardcore DC fans, and I'm just purely speculating here, all right? There's no proof to what I'm about to say. I think a lot of them were like, they desperately want there to be an Avengers-level DC movie oh, out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they felt cheated, as they should have. It wasn't a good movie. And I right. think they want to get that good thing. And, and I'll say this much. It could be, let's say it's the best DC movie by far, right? I still think it's going to fall short because it relies on world building, which they didn't do very well. Absolutely. Because it relies on bringing all these characters together because this is the first time that we see Aquaman, right? This is right. the second time we've seen Wonder Woman at this point in time. And it's like Cyborg shows up Third. for the first time. Um, right. Cause, well, because we get introduced to Batman v Superman. That's where she shows up. And I don't know if this if Wonder Woman came out before this or after. I don't remember. I thought it came out before. I, you're, you might be right, actually. So, yeah. So, you know... There's all these things, and it's 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 the first and last time for Cyborg. You're right. Thanks, Joss. <laughs> Slotty. Um, yeah, hopefully it will feel like an entirely different movie, Castwave Studio says. I agree. Like, I, I'm hoping right. we'll get something a little better, but I, I just, I don't know. I'm not hopeful because the premise for which this is built on, the foundation, is incredibly weak. Right. And they're, yeah. they're, they're introducing their Thanos character almost immediately. Like, sure, they've they've built you could argue that they had, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> Man of Steel. They had BVS. They had Wonder Woman. Uh, they had did Aquaman come out? It came after out after. One, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so if we're retroactively looking at it now, they have had Aquaman. They we can introduce the Flash too. too. the Flash. Right. Hadn't seen at right. this point. But. We've we now have enough characters to that are out now. If we were looking at this as again, but chronologically now it doesn't make sense because we've already been introduced. So if we look at it from again a chronological standpoint, if this actually came out when it was supposed to come out, they're introducing their Thanos character on movie like three, mm -hmm. which is ridiculous. How are how are you going to do that? Well, not only that, it's like. So here's the question too: What's canon? The first Justice League movie or this Justice League movie? Which one right. is the canon? Which one is the thing? Because honestly, it doesn't matter because we've gone on to build just whatever multiverse exists in DC now where oh there's God, yeah. multiple Batman movie, but then there's also the M Michael Keaton prime Batman who's going to be interacting with all these other Batman. And then you got Flashpoint Paradox where you're going to be having multiverse. So it's like ultimately it's like, does it even matter? Who right. knows? You've but got your I, standalone jokers. You've got your ugh. your birds of prey. You've got your suicide squads. Like, do yeah. all these link? Do they not? It it is so mind numbingly confusing at this point. Yeah, and so I think this just continues to muddy the waters yeah. of what is this world? What are the rules? What are we doing? Because Joker, you know, Jared Leto's Joker is now going to be in this one too, which I'm like, okay. Um, Sly says, according to the faceless DC execs, the, the Whedon Justice League was never canon. It was such garbage that they all knew about it at the time for to for sure, totally. <laughs> DC Desperate <laughs> needs a day as a future past reset. I think Flashpoint Paradox is going to be that, but at the same time, they're going to be moving forward with these other... Which, honestly, again, I've said it before, I'll say it again. They should just do that. Do standalone films. Don't make yes. them connected or have them be individual franchises. Like, don't... Right. 
don't mesh them together. It takes too much time. And at this point, you're way too late. You're you right. were too late when you started. You're way too late now. Like by the because time Avengers even- came out, everything had still been rolling for four years to build up to that. You know, mm-hmm. to that to that moment, and then they started with Man of Steel in two two thousand fourteen. Like they were way way behind. Like yeah, way behind the the eight ball on that to start that mm-hmm. stuff. So and if they tried now, everyone would only be judging where they'd come. Like they've they've already shot themselves in the foot far too many times. Mm-hmm. They've 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 proven that they can't do it. So if they try to do some sort of flashpoint paradox, oh, re re retcon and and start over again if they're going to create a shared universe throughout all of their properties from that point forward, it is going to be the most heavily scrutinized thing that DC has ever done because people saw it fall apart already. So one, one tiny misstep and it's over for them. Well, I mean, this, this honestly has proven how disastrous this can be if you don't do it right. Like Marvel got extremely lucky in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways because had Iron Man, had Thor, Captain America, Iron Man 2, you know, like had any of those movies really truly fallen apart or just failed miserably, we probably wouldn't have gotten what we've gotten. You know, we've gotten right. very they were lucky. lucky they sidestepped Hulk. Yeah, right? Or Incredible so, Hulk, yeah. Yeah, like they they were, but the thing is, I think we were all more forgiving back then because that was something that had never been done before. Like right. the linking of everything together. Thor 2, definitely one of the weaker ones, still enjoy it for what it is but again i think it might be my least favorite of all of them if i'm thinking back uh yeah i mean it's just disappointing because of the uh of the villain just so for for yeah oh absolutely yeah um but there's some great moments whatever but again for for that to be the weakest of the marvel films i mean that's wow what a what a accolade you know like (laughs) that's one of the worst ones like fun ride yeah like okay it's it's pretty good um but you know you can see like what it takes to do this and i don't think dc's bread and butter is a connected and shared universe like i renounced my wish for wonder woman 84 well played (laughs) castwave studios us as well um you know i i think their their bread and butter is doing your standalone films and and honestly Make them gritty, or, or just be like Batman's going to be a gritty one. If you want Superman to be full of hope, fine, do that one. Like if you want, you know, find your theme, find your your look and your feel for it, and just stick with those franchises. Don't feel compelled to copy Marvel. I just this, in business it does work, right? There is an actual strategy where you let someone be the pioneer, you let someone be the trailblazer, and then you come in behind them and do it faster and cheaper than they did because you copy what they do. I, it's just this is not one of those situations where that's going to work. You got to put yeah. in the time, you got to put in the effort, and if you if you don't do it well, you have a shitty foundation with which to build on. It's the same thing with Universal Studios constantly trying to compare themselves to Disney. It's just like be your own thing, man. Go right. your own way. Don't compare yourself. Find your niche and, and just live in it. Be that thing. Be right. the Disney's for kids. Play that route, right? Disney's for kids and families. Come to the really fun place with wild and crazy shit. Come down and hang out with us for that. Halloween Horror Nights will scare the shit out of you. You know, like, right. take take that route. You want to kill someone? Come yeah. to Universal. You, you want to you do hostile? Really hostile? Come right. on over. Like, we'll see it. <laughs> We've got the purge. <laughs> you want Saw? We got Saw. Like, <laughs> we got Saw, bitch. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. It's just... <laughs> Find your th- find your thing and stick with it because we're you know where Batman's at his best in my opinion from the film standpoint is he just has his own franchise, 
have such a wonderful like ways things to approach it's it might be it's hard to, to live up to chris nolan's franchise but you can take a spin i'm willing to take a chance on someone doing something like i am excited to see the matt reeves batman i am sad yeah. to know that there's trouble behind the scenes with stuff but i am curious to see how it plays out it might get old eventually where we're like enough like enough of this right. shit but warner brothers it's it's a cash cow so they're never gonna let it go no. um but that's all to say like i do hope i'm with you i do hope this movie is better than the right. justice league that we got <clears throat> um i am annoyed that they're like there's gonna be a really amazing cameo in it i'm like well you just quit <sighs> it just quit it right stop what you're doing don't let it let the hype train stop rolling forward. Yeah. Just let the movie come out and speak for itself. Just, just, just get it done and move on. (laughs) Who do you think the, who do you think the cameo is going to be? I I mean, uh, uh, your, your buddy, Ryan Reynolds, uh, has basically said, no, it's not green lantern. (laughs) How great would it be if it was Deadpool? Somehow Deadpool shows up over there. How awesome would that be, though? Like, really, truly. DC's like, we're going to get sued, but this is going to be worth it. Like, <laughs> this is going to be totally worth it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think it's one of those things where, um, I don't know. I like, like how I, you said your guy, Ryan Reynolds. He's your guy. I love him so much. He hard. is. He's your boy. Like, the, I, I, I imagine if there's, like, a celebrity out there that you want to hang out with, he's got to be in your top two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah! The other Who's one's the, the, um, the my pillow guy. I think he'd be kind of cool just to hang out with. He inches out, he inch just above Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I think yeah, um, Mike Lindell is like number one. Because let me let's just say this: you would not. I would like to go over to Lindell's house and take a nap because he. I guarantee you, he has a room of my pillows, and it's the best sleep you've ever had. Exactly. He says it in the commercials. Yeah, he says it in the and then second. Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, without a doubt. The MyPillow guy, he's definitely the guy you go into a room that's just filled with pillows, and you're like, oh, you go, yeah. you jump on it, you lay down, you fall asleep. And as you wake up, you've sort of nestled in as, like, you kind of reach down, you feel something weird, and you're like, what is that? And you move some pillows, and you dig, and there's bodies underneath the pillows. Absolutely. And you realize you turn around, and the door's locked, and you hear, like, gas coming into the room, and you realize you're going to die comfortably, but you're going to die in this room full of pillows. Yeah, but what... I mean, talk about some sweet dreams. Sweet dreams, man. That's, that's They're made the way of these. Yeah. Made of these pillows, which will soon maybe be worth less because lawsuit, baby. <laughs> <laughs> lawsuit, baby. Uh, so we know it's not Green Lantern. Who do we think it is, though? I mean, honestly, I, I'm not going to lie. I haven't paid too much attention to the DC Universe. I, I don't even know. Okay. I mean, some people say it can't be Martian Manhunter because that. I don't know. Like maybe they have, maybe they haven't. I don't know. Uh, um, uh, what other heroes are there? I there, truly don't know. Constantine. Constantine. He's a DC Swamp Thing. Swamp it's, Thing. Maybe. Yeah, that's Robin. Right. Robin. Robin. Maybe, maybe Robin. Oh, actually, I could see that being like the big. I could see that. Yeah, it would be shitty, but I could see them trying to hype that up. What other comics do I have over here? Am I look? <laughs> bookshelf that are sandman. DC. it's like sandman the sandman show all right that might turn it for me that might be pretty fucking cool well you, did you hear that some people were saying that the wishing stone from wonder woman 84 was a connection to sandman because in the first issue of sandman there's that story where that guy gets the wishing stone 
or he has that stone which controls people. And they're saying that was a direct connection to Sandman, which was a generous way of saying it was a stretch <laughs> to say that there was a connection there. I, that that would like, be awesome, but yeah, that's a stretch. That is, that is a stretch. I do. I fan theories annoy the shit out of me sometimes, <laughs> especially when it comes to Marvel and WandaVision right now. People are pouring every over every single goddamn scene. Oh man! And they're like, they're like, was there a hint to the? WandaVision thing from Spider-Man 3 end credit sequence. I'm like, no, there wasn't. Let me just go ahead and say no. Uh-uh. Because like, if you look in the background, there's a hex. It's like, no. <laughs> no, there wasn't. Stop. Just stop. Um, I appreciate, I mean, as a creator, that's got to feel kind of cool that people are just pouring over. Oh, God, You know, yeah. scene by scene. I mean, they that's how they build their trailers and stuff. It's enough to get people to go frame by frame to be like, oh, my God, what's this? Oh, my God, what's that? But honestly, it's like I think it's never going to be exactly what you think. And I think that's part of the problem is people get so hyped up for what it's going to be. And then when it doesn't happen, they get pissed. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, we're going to piss off a lot of people next week because we're going to be doing the same thing. So that's right. Just, yeah. Next week. Hey, there's your teaser. Yeah, there's your teaser. Next week's going to be a banger. So you better catch right. up on WandaVision because it's going to be cool. Right, bruv. Right, bruv. It's going to be cool. Uh, so uh, long story yeah, short, that's I'm going to watch it. I am too. It. I'm going to be there for Oh, Oh, that's what I I wanted to just, just touch on real quick. The, the nightmare uh, scene. Um, I... I didn't put this together until I told you and Slotty um, one night. I just had this wild hair in me and I watched back to back BVS and Justice League. And that was a horrible way to spend five hours. But uh, this was probably on TBS, wasn't it? <clears throat> no, it was on HBO. Oh, I had, okay, good. Thank God. Yeah. I, 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 that would have been eight hours, you know? It would have been. I wouldn't have done that to myself. I would have. Um, but. The nightmare scene, I I was mixing the two movies quite a bit, mm-hmm. and I was trying to talk with Rob about it. He's like, no, that was from the other one. I was like, well, what about this? He goes, nope, that was from this one. And I'm like, fuck it. And so that night, I was like, I'm tucking in, and I'm doing this. And I realized the nightmare scene was from BVS. And so... Yes, that's right, because you see, that's where the Flash shows up, and he's like, hey, Lois, she's important. Am I Whatever. too early? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's actually a good point. Um, so... What are the, is he going to be, are we going to flash forward in time? Is, uh, you know, the flash going to use the, uh, uh, what's it? The speed force to travel through time. Is he going to, that is he, is he going to be, uh, you know, is this another nightmare? Does Bruce just have chronic nightmares now? Is he taking too much Ambien? Like what, how are we getting back into this nightmare thing in this next movie? That's the thing that now is bugging me. I'll be honest with you. I've only seen each of these movies once and they're okay. so forgettable that I also like that was blurry to me too, which where the nightmare sequence came from. Yeah. Um, it was just, they're both so bizarre and I have zero desire. And I, I actually, because of that, I'm looking forward to watching this because I don't remember much about justice league other than Batman having a really dumb reaction to when Superman shows up, we talked about it on the podcast and I pulled the screenshot of when it happened in the movie as our thumbnail for that episode because he was like oh, holding this like plastic oh, yes. gun yes because yeah. that's how he was fighting he was shooting the aliens because I'm like that he was like oh Superman's uh, here I did notice that though when I went back and watched it I rewound it twice uh, because I was like 
did he just jizz in his bat suit? Because he, he has such a drugs. weird reaction that they're like perfect. It's all right, like ready? He's crying. All right, Ben. All right, you're all right, Bruce. Ben, Batman, Superman just showed up. Your plan worked out. Okay, here we go. We're gonna get a reaction shot. Ready? Go. <laughs> I, I think we're ready to go. Let's go. Let's 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 move on. Check the gate. Did, we're good. Did we get it? Yeah, we did. You did, the, you did a horse, a horse coming. That's perfect. That's exactly what we needed. <laughs> um. Oh God, something you just said sparked something. What about a horse coming? Yeah. <laughs> to bring back to your prom more. night. I want to talk more on that. <laughs> no, uh, with uh, Bruce's reaction when uh, Superman shows up. Oh, piss! I remember. Yeah. You keep thinking. I'll keep talking. Yeah. Um, I, I, the one of the memorable things from Justice League was when Superman does come back and he's fighting the Justice League. And I remember one of the things I liked is when the Flash was running and he saw like Superman like looking at him. And he was like, "Oh shit!" Like that was right. pretty cool. I did enjoy yeah. that. <laughs> Robin, that- Robin, grab the batches repellent. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, come um, clean me up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was in regards to Batman killing. Yeah. Um, on TBS was uh, uh, <laughs> Batman Returns, the second one. Uh, and uh, I realized that he legitimately, uh, he, he murders people in that one too. Oh, There's yeah. one where he takes that, uh, that stick of dynamite. And he sticks it in the uh, when the, when Catwoman is um, going through the department store with her whip, he's fighting all the clowns in the street and he takes this dynamite and sticks it into the big bodybuilders uh, pants and then pushes him into a cellar and the dude blows up like he's yes. flat out murdered the guy. And I'm like, I don't subscribe anymore to this thing that Batman doesn't kill because it has 100 percent been going on for many years. Tim Burton doesn't understand Batman. I think we could just go ahead and say that. Like he didn't again, I'll reference it in the first Batman movie. He literally grabs Joker by the lapels and says, I'm going to kill you. Like he <laughs> literally talk about the polar opposite from the dark Knight, where as much as Batman wants to, he doesn't. And that's what it's all from. But like Batman's like when he realizes, you know, who the Joker is, you know, the Joker's like, you made me. He's like, you made me. And he's just like, I'm going to kill you. And no, that he just like fights a guy and then like push, like push the guy off a ledge. He falls right. down. The Like the Joker dies at the end. He does it indirectly. He, he wraps that thing around him and ties it to the gargoyles. Ultimately, yeah. the Joker dies like good. Good. Now I'll say this Burton, like visually and atmospherically music from Danny Elfman. Very interesting. Did mm-hmm. not understand who Batman was. And people are like, Keaton's my, my Batman. I'm like, Okay, um, not really, uh, not really, not really my thing. But then uh, you didn't know Batman. <laughs> yeah, obviously like, you've never read that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's my favorite thing is uh, I said this before, but like Kevin Smith was like asking him a, a, Tim Burton a question about Batman or whatever, and if he asked him a question, Tim Burton's like, "Yeah, I never read any Batman comics." And then Kevin Smith replied, "Well, that fucking explains Batman." Then like. <laughs> This is a really shitty response. It's like, well, that explains it because you don't fucking read the comics, you idiot. Didn't we also find out either Rob let us know or there was some trivia that we came across? Wasn't there was some superhero movie? I thought it was the original Batman that was done. was was backed by a toy company or something like that. 
There was a movie we talked about, and I thought it was a DC movie. Was it where Lego one of the Batman? Backers, no, it was one of the best. <laughs> it was basically it was it was done. It was created so they could create merchandise for the movie. That was one of the main drivers of the thing. I mean, that's a lot of George Lucas's Star Wars movies. Um, that's uh, that's true. It could have been. I mean, the the that first Batman movie was a merchandising just like right payload. Just I mean, fast. right because I remember they did a big partnership with McDonald's. Um, they did all sorts of shit. And it was if pretty anyone massive. On this stream is is check can can research for us right now kevin the intern just disappeared on us again so if someone can take a look uh and just see was one of the backers uh or one of the 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 people who funded the movie uh was it a major toy conglomerate i know that was some movie and i thought it was a batman movie anyway was it the gi joe movie (laughs) you know what very possible transformers perhaps (laughs) battleship let's go down the list baby Um, the Pound Puppies movie? The, no, that's a dirty one. That's a Rule yeah. 34 movie. Sorry, I saw that one on Pornhub. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so Snyder Cut's coming out. We'll check it out. In other news, um, there's something very interesting happening on right now. And we want to talk to you all about non-fungible teas. I forget what the T stands for. <laughs> Uh, tokens, tokens. There we go. There we go. <laughs> was that like a t-shirt company? A horribly, a horribly named t-shirt company. And oh. do these t-shirts just not get fungus? Is that what you're telling me? Right. Yeah, not fungible, dude. Completely impervious. It's completely a, it, impervious to fungus. It's a testosterone medication that does not dissolve when you take it. It just <laughs> the pills just sit and you pass them whole. Yeah. Yeah. But boy, do they do the trick because they get into your bloodstream because they don't go away. Exactly. If right. you don't shit them out, you're going to the mood, son. <laughs> no, this is a suppository. <laughs> All right. So yeah. uh, it's been brought to our attention uh, that these non-fungible tokens or NFTs, if you will, um, are these really cool tokens uh, that are becoming a big deal in the fast-growing market for digital art. So essentially what it is, is there's these, they're essentially the original file, the token, for like a meme, a GIF, a picture, is essentially a collectible in which you have it, and you can say, I have the original file. And one of the big ones that we're going to talk about is Nyancat. If you're not familiar with Nyancat, it's a gift that was very popular in the, was it mid-2000s to... Ten years ago. Ten years. Yeah. You're like, just sadly, like ten years ago. It's a, like, 16-bit uh, drawing art of a cat's head attached to a Pop-Tart, and it's, like, flying through space with rainbows coming out of it. And it had a really annoying, like, song that was like... And uh, that was actually really fucking spot on. Thank you. Yeah. I am the master. I was just about audio. to pull. I was just about to pull the YouTube video up, but yeah. uh, I, I don't think it. we need to. That was it. I think I got it. Um, someone purchased the non-fungible token. That's just fun to say. Uh, of Nyancat for five hundred and eighty thousand U.S. dollars. It was oh, actually purchased through angry. cryptocurrency, I believe. It was actually purchased through. Um, and, you know, as you and I and 
producer Slotty were sort of talking. Mm-hmm. Um, we had feelings about this, and yep. it's it's just something that's so bizarre. I think partially for me because it's digital, which is the same thing I think when we've talked about in the past with piracy. Like, there's a big difference between going out and stealing a physical copy of like a CD or a video game from a store versus I'm going to download it from a site where I can get right. it. Like there's just, there's this disconnect between like a, a value because it doesn't physically exist. And something like this, it's one thing if it's like, if you told me like, this is an original painting, <clears throat> it's purchased, there are copies of it, but this one is the original. These are the paints. This guy drew it. It is for sure certified. This is worth a lot hmm? but when you're like here is the original digital token for nyan cat but i'm like but i could get the exact same thing right. same quality and actually different versions of it online i fail to see the connection between what exists and what doesn't and i think part of it is it's the idea of collecting something right having that original and there's a comparison in this New York Times article that says, you know, it's not about, like, really what it's worth, right? It's, it's an arbitrary thing. They say, like, you know, a $200 pair of sneakers is, like, $5 in plastic, but you're buying a feeling. And it's the way that it makes you feel, which is why you're willing to spend that amount of money. But when I look at digital token NCAT, I'm like, well, I don't feel that way. How do you feel? You can go to... Las Vegas and buy a lot of feelings. Yeah. That's all true. I'm going to say on it. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I don't, uh, I don't get this either. And it makes me upset. It's kind of like you and I were talking. It's kind of like modern art. I don't get it. Like, I just, I don't understand what the, what makes this, this valuable. Why 580,000 fucking dollars. Cause the article said, Mr. Tor, the guy who bought it was left breathless. I feel like I've opened the floodgate. He said in an interview on Friday, uh, you know, and, and the thing is too, this other this article goes on to say that buyers are usually not, they're not acquiring. This is the thing that my, that really, it, this is where I hit a wall on the, on this disconnect. Buyers are not acquiring copyrights, trademarks, or even the sole ownership of whatever, whatever it is they purchase. They're not buying, they're not acquiring copyrights, trademarks, or sole ownership. So why? The fuck own it. I like what feeling are you getting from owning the original nine? What is it? Nine? Nian? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Nian. Nian cat. Nian cat. Nian cat. That's the one. There you go. Yeah. Why? I mean, I agree. Like, I, th- I again because it's digital. There's a c- disconnect for me because I could understand. See, the, Go ahead. The thing is, like, if you were to like, because I was trying to like, and I was trying to figure out like what else, what else is digital that you, that I could uh, connect this to. <clears throat> and I was like, well, if you get like the master copy of a song, like like the master the master tapes of like a Beatles session, well, yeah, those might not exist anymore. Someone might make a completely just on their computer. They might use. digital uh, files to create, you know, Taylor Swift. She, she might've recorded her latest album completely digitally, but there's the original, uh, there's the original um, uh, 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 session file 
And it'd be the same as having the tape that I can wrap my head around because sure. you're like, I've got the master file with ha- that has each individual track as they w- was recorded on the day. And I could pop in there. And if I wanted, I could remix the goddamn thing. You know, I've got, I've got this file. That's something. But when you are getting a token that says you have through, and I guess this is partially because I don't fully understand blockchain either, but you've spread across the internet you have the original pieces of this thing. You don't own it. Everyone else can still use it and you're not going to make any money off it. But congratulations, you paid $580,000 to say that you have original, the original, again, source file. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't see the, I, I literally don't see the, um, the financial value behind it because like you said, to have those original master recordings of the Beatles, of Elvis, of you know anything like that, there's value behind that, right? Yeah. This is a this is a scarce resource that people who are huge fans are going to find value in. I remember watching a thirty for thirty ESPN documentary. It was all about this guy trying to get, I think it was the original rules of basketball that were like written down. He wow. was trying to get alumni to bid for it so that they would be at Kansas because Kansas. I can't remember if it was Kansas or Kentucky, but it was kind of, to me, like, watching the documentary, I'm like, this is kind of a gross documentary because this guy is like, we are the best basketball school. It originated here. It belongs here. We want to buy this original document. And the guy ended up, like, <laughs> getting some rich dude to spend over $1.3 million to win it in an auction. Ugh. Like, and it, But, but again, there's value in that, right? There, sure, this original sheet of paper that was like, these are the rules of basketball. Right like it should it belongs in the museum you know it's like it has a value like yeah could i write those down and type them out and and post them to my blog sure it's not gonna be the same thing as like looking at the declaration of independence like handwritten like out on this parchment with with these quill pens like there's something about that whereas with this it's code that is replicated everywhere then is it going to appreciate i mean like just is there going to be 50 years down the road, a hundred years down the road, are people going to be like the great piece known as Nyingat? <laughs> That's Cassave Studio says top most expensive songs to license. Rolling Stones, Give Me Shelter, and number one, Nyingat. There it is. <laughs> Future well, I, societies will put that Nyingat gif in museums. Yeah. It's like, yes. okay. Ah, but will they be able to prove it's the original? Or does someone just say, did they right click and they say copy link and then pasted it in like we do all day in Google chat? God, you know, what's really going to be sad is when we look. Because I feel like when we look back in history at works of art, at communication, journalism, there's some silly stuff in there. But most of the time I look back with reverence and like, like, wow, look at this. This is the best that we had to offer. Not always great, but the best is like people were, but now that we have such unfiltered access to everyone's brains and like stuff, when we go back 50 years from now and look back and it's like, yeah, look at this cat with a pop tart for a party body farting through the universe with rainbows behind it. Like this was something we've been around for thousands of years. This, this, at this point in time, this was really popular. That and some kid with a really bassy voice singing something about chocolate rain. Like those are the things that are going to survive. These, uh, those are going to have the same equivalence as like 
9-11 as like it's going to be there in the annals of time those things will be right next to each other like star wars kid right those will exist people will remember that it will continue right. on it is in the annals of history and the maria he kid <laughs> i mean these these things <laughs> vines will be there tiktoks will be there like it's oh, I, yeah man i don't yeah look at this that's graph <laughs> look at this graph that's numa numa coins you're describing our cave drawings exactly it's exactly Absolutely, what yeah. we're doing it's like of our time yeah. this is what we're doing but you get so much more unfiltered access yeah to everything that terrifying dance video that i posted with the with the light up robot he's he's <laughs> right. gonna be in there you he's know there. like yeah. that kind of bullshit man i yeah i just i guess i don't understand i and maybe this maybe all of this maybe all of my anger stems from the fact that i truly just don't understand Maybe I'm not understanding what this is at its core, or maybe I am, and I'm right to be upset. I don't know. But in this other article that we're that we were looking at, which actually describes what are NTFs and how do they, uh, uh, how do they work? What are they? Why? It talks about. Let me get back to this section here. Where did it go? Now I lost it. So it says uh, non-fungible tokens are digital assets that represent a wide range of unique tangible and intangible items from collectible sports cards to virtual real estate and even digital sneakers. And if Is that stuff that I this, can, can I put those digital speaker uh, uh, sneakers on my Fortnite character? Yeah. Why NTF collector whale shark spent 22 ETH on these sneakers. I feel like an I feel like the old man who is this is all scary and I don't get it. It's all this, this could be the thing that is like ten years from now, like, man, how come we didn't get in the NFTs? You know? And if that's the case, I will happily concede and go, I missed the boat and that's on me. I'm out of it. I get because it. Because I'm not gonna again, if you're buying the copyright to this stuff, that's one yeah. thing. But that's not the case. And what I think is the most interesting thing between this out of this entire story is that Griffin and Duncan Cockfoster <laughs> founded Nifty Gateway, a site for buying and selling NFTs. And these two Cockfosters are identical twins. And I just really where does that name come from? Like what is that this is a story within the story. How many Cockfosters do you know in your life, Justin? Well, I've read about two now. Yeah. I mean, I've called people cockfosters, but I never knew an actual cockfoster. And I'm like, I just want to know, like, is that's got to be some sort of UK, like, entomology. Like, that's got to be where it, where it comes from. Careful Googling that. You might get more than you bargained for. Yeah, uh, I I had to put surname cockfoster. <laughs> uh, I'm finding surnames for cock and surnames for foster. Not finding anything for cock foster. Hmm. Yeah, they uh, were gross. Surname, <laughs> Cock Foster with quotes. Is that a DJ name? Because I'm stealing that. <laughs> What's up, <laughs> d- 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 DJ Cock Foster? Cock Foster! We have brought full circle, ladies and gentlemen. Full circle! 
I love it. It says this this paragraph starts this way. Mr. Cockfoster said he noticed new interest around the holidays. My college friends were making fun of Nifty Gateway when we got started. Now they're bidding thousands of dollars for art. Okay. Is it art? Oh, man. I have such I struggle with this because like I I, it's one of those things where I want to be aware. I want to be self-aware enough to say like maybe this is one of those trends that has missed me. And I don't want to sh- like I don't want to be the guy who shits on something just because I don't get it. But at the same time, this just I've got that gut feeling. This feels stupid. This just feels again here. So someone in January, a Twitter post by Mark Cuban went for nine hundred fifty two dollars. Someone spent almost a thousand dollars on a Twitter post. They don't own the rights to it. They they own like again, they own a file that says this is the original digital file. But why? Listen, the Cockfoster I, brothers have tried to warn people that it's difficult to make money flipping digital art. People looking for a fast sale tend to lose money on Nifty Gateway. Duncan, who has spent eighty thousand dollars buying art on the site, displays his purchases on three monitors in his apartment. Works have appreciated in value, but he hasn't sold much. He's quoted saying, I'll just hold on to it for the rest of my life and maybe pass it down to my kids, he said, or do what art collectors do and auction it off at the end of my life. Can you imagine your wealthy father being like, Justin, it's about come in here, come in here, come in here. I'm plugged from the Matrix for a moment. I need to, I need to show you something. Yes, Papa. Awesome. So... It's a very special day for me. I've been holding on to this for most of my life. And Rose, and I'm back. Can you hear me? I, I lost you. You froze, and then I lost audio. Papa? Papa? <laughs> you were just about to tell me something important, Papa. And now I'll never know. I guess I'll just throw away all your hard drives. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Uh, oh, all right. I'm dying of a heart attack. <laughs> Papa, tell me you remember the password to this account, though. It's Cockfoster the Third, named after you. <laughs> Come here, little cock. <laughs> Listen. Have you ever wanted to foster a cock? <laughs> and the arms of an angel. <laughs> Oh Um, my god uh, So Have you ever wanted to foster a cock? Well come on down to Cock Foster International We gonna get you the cock you need It's my birthday Yay (laughs) Oh dude well done That was excellent Uh, Anyway I think that bit's run its course Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah I think that was good Uh, Yeah well Yeehaw Damn right (laughs) Castaway Uh the last thing I'll say on this is, again, in this article, it says here, Lindsay Lohan sold an image of her face. Same thing, an NTH or NTNHT. Non-fungible token. NFT. Uh, image of her face for over $17,000. And it was resold for $57,000. I'm just going to say, fuck people. And that's where I'm at. 
I also just have to say, I feel like there's some sort of copyright or some sort of rights issue here that if someone's profiting, I mean, I'm sure, I don't know, man, the legal loopholes here have got to be pretty interesting, you know, because if you're doing like LeBron James was one of those things that also sold him, like that's his Uh image. And if he didn't give his permission, I mean, that's, you got to think that somewhere down the line, you know, someone's going to be like, hold up, give me that money, you know? Right. Yeah. We are inventing new ways to piss away money. Thank you, capitalism. I th- I guess that's the other thing that too is that when when we are in a uh, position that we are in globally, um, you know, uh, just just <laughs> the fact that people are spending that much money for over uh, over over half a million dollars on this fucking meme, this gif that I just have, I like, where are we as a society that that's what we're doing? When you're bidding almost nine Ethereum coins to purchase digital art, like, what are we doing? What are we even doing, Doug? I mean, I'll tell you, the only thing that I would spend that much money on, the only thing would be the rights to this song. And luckily, we own those rights. Suck on those. Oh, yeah. There's a non-fungible testicles for you. (laughs) Which, ironically, is what the cockfosters produce in their (laughs) farm in England. Non-fungible testicles. testicles. (laughs) So, Douglas, tell us what our throwdown is today. Oh, this week it's going to be your Vision versus Martian Manhunter. All right. Slotty, never mind. Um, Slot, would you like Slotty explain this to us? Is that what you're going to say? No, I was going to read what it was, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's fine. <laughs> uh, all right, so we've got Marvin, Mar- Marvin the Martian versus <laughs> First Vision. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> I shall get him. I shall. <laughs> Um, Martian Manhunter versus Vision. So we last night when we were coming up with this, we uh man, we went down we we realized how little we knew about Martian Manhunter. That is not an easy name to say. Um all right, Doug, give us the uh give us the tale of the tape on uh on, on Martian Manhunter. Okay, so he's green, he wears a cape, he's known as John Jones. And uh, he's got super strength, super speed, heightened senses, shape-shifting, invulnerability, invisibility, telekinesis, intangibility, flight, telepathy, and heat generation through Martian vision. Although it's also alleged that he has a weakness or fear of fire. Ironic. So he's an alien that flies around with a cape, has super strength, super speed, heightened senses, invulnerability... Uh, and he can shoot heat beams out of his eyes. That sounds very similar to another character, Doug. That's weird. Hmm. That sounds very strange. Yes. Sounds like Squirrel, Squirrel Girl. That sounds like Squirrel. Sounds like Jubilee. To me. Ju- no, Jubilee would wipe the floor with him. So goddamn right she would go there. Goddamn right she would. 
All right, so he's basically like most DC characters. He is, uh, he's skeleton kinged to the max. Uh, what uh, what do we got for Viz? What's uh, all right? So this is so, different. This is laid out differently. It is laid out differently. I don't like it. This is I don't like change. Um, let's see here. Oh my goodness, what is happening? Hold on, where's powers? Powers have to be on here somewhere, right? Powers and abilities. There we go. Down right, below. Which is where most of the power comes from. It's <laughs> derived from down below. Um, so he's got a computer brain, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vision's brain functions like a computer enable him to interact wirelessly or directly with other computer systems to utilize or extract data, then which can be stored in it. He has superhuman intelligence. He has a nanite body. Uh, he can do holographic manipulation. He has audio sensitivity, so he can adjust the sensitivity of his audio receptors to a point where he can detect the faintest sounds. He has optical scanners, voice manipulation. He can do amazing sound effects and impressions. Right. Uh, superhuman reflexes, superhuman stamina, uh, density manipulation, so he can make himself more dense. He has superhuman strength, superhuman durability, intangibility, Flight, solar radiation absorption, and solar energy beam. So, yeah. Um, one thing that he doesn't have on here that old Martian Manhunter has is uh, invulnerability. Oh my God! Hold on, though. At diamond hard density levels, Vision possesses class fifty strength. Also, that means he has. Diamond hands <laughs> to the moon, baby. GME. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what is class 50 strength in regards to, uh, <laughs> in regards to Marvel? Class, what 50 is class 50 strength? strength? If there's a class 25 and a class... Oh, don't do it. That's double it's class characters, characters who can lift a maximum of 50 tons over their head. Oh, okay. So who's in that realm? Does it say? Um, Strength levels. Definition. definition. That's just a definition. Oh, there's a definition. No, I'm being- Oh my god. That's just a definition. Come on down to Cockfosters. We'll give you the definition of non-fungible testicles. Cockfosters farms and lace. We do both. We They're do both. beautiful. Both of them just beautiful. I tell you. Can't do one without the other. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Come pick up your non-fungible testicles and a doily. Or your side table. <laughs> Roll for franchise initiative. <laughs> well, I can tell you as below normal, uh, aged Genghis, uh, Gert, Ashcan, Famine, no. Geist, and Justin Hammer. The cousin of Todd Hammer. Uh, let's see here. He's a jackass. I don't like him. I don't like him one bit. No, sir. Uh, let's see here. A two-ton range. Um... That's a lot of people. I'm going to scroll faster. Scrolling faster. Uh, 50 tons. Uh, so Ares, uh, Black Bolt, Dionysus, Rhino, Hulk. What? Uh, oh. oh. 
Prey Hulk like 70 tons while functionally calm emotional state. Okay. The anti-venom. I don't know who most of these people are. Uh, Carol, so just, Carol Danver can do 70 tons. Nebula can do okay, 60. Okay, so it's pretty... Odin can do 75. Nebula can do 60? Apparently. Wow. Interesting. Excuse me. Savage Hulk can do 90 tons. God. Potentially incalculable, very... able to listen in excess of 100 tons. Uh, um, anyone here? Apocalypse. Colossus. Galactus. Cool. We get the point. I'm getting get more it. just curious than anything. Okay. Um, well, I'm sorry. Did it just say that Galactus can only lift 50 No, tons? it says in, in excess of 100 oh, tons. Got it. Okay. It's, like, like, it's ah, basically their strength is immeasurable. If you're eating planets... I have to assume you can lift more than 50 tons. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to How Much Do Superheroes Lift portion of the podcast. <laughs> you got a superhero? Let me look it up. I'll control F and let you know how much they can lift in terms of tons. <laughs> Don't so even, I, I will even do the conversion to stones if that makes it easier. I... Uh, I, I don't know. Look, uh, a lot of people I know say uh, they're they're very well matched. Some people that we read about gave Martian Manhunter the the slight edge over Viz. I truly just think that uh, you know, if if we're going with the cinematic universe, and Vision is born of a Soul Stone or of the Mind Stone, rather, <coughs> I don't see how Martian Manhunter competes with that personally. That's true. I mean, that is a pretty compelling piece that has allowed him to evolve. Um... To a point where not only is that stone incredibly powerful, um, but I think it just enhances, you know, his ability. I don't. I think it would be a pretty incredible fight, especially like if Vision oh, yeah. were to get close. Because I mean, you could conceivably say that if he touches him, he could do something to his mind, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's very conceivable to say that happens. Um, you know, Martian Manhunter is obviously not without his capabilities. Um, I think it would be one of those things where things would probably have to go nearly perfect for Vision to be able to pull it off. But I think Vision's also his intelligence is pretty um, incredible. So I'm willing to bet he could tactically and without emotion navigate the situation to the most effective outcome. Now, with Martian Manhunter having telepathic abilities... No, I'm sorry. It's just telekinesis. No, he has telepathy. I don't think that would work. Would that necessarily work on Viz? Because Viz is AI, technically. He is, but he's evolved beyond that. He's becoming something more, you know, I think. Because he still does have emotions, and he does have, like, the mind stone that is driving him. Yeah. Also, you would argue, too, that at some point, he's got super strength, super speed, invulnerability, and all that, but... Does he ever get tired out? Because with Viz being mostly uh, an android or robotic, I mean, is there, can he just literally go forever until it would, might be a long fucking fight, but I feel like he can outlast. If Martian Manhunter gets any gum in Vision's mouth, it's over. It's going to gum up the works and he's going to be dead. He'll be dead in an instant. The question is, (laughs) can Martian Manhunter figure out that weakness? In time. Right. right. I don't know. Again, I, just, I don't know much about Martian Manhunter, to be honest with yeah. you. I mean, I think I've seen they some seem people argue. Matched. People, people argue Martian Manhunter, but I got to go with Vision on this one, especially from the cinematic universe, the idea that he has a, a Infinity Stone. Yeah, edge. absolutely. 
Hits him with a bazooka. Gum. <laughs> nice one, Gaswave Studios. Um, nice. yeah, just with everything else, with the fact that he's got a computer brain, superhuman intelligence, he, he can he can phase to the point where he is untouchable, or he can phase to the point where he is diamond hard. That's your your uh I don't know. You're fucking with someone who can literally make themselves. Uh, <laughs> you can't hit them. Mm-hmm. You're ungrabbable. Like, uh, yeah. How you gonna How you gonna fight that? You can't. Fucking Marvin the Martian Manhunter. What are you doing over here? Yeah. Fuck you. Going with vision. It's gonna be vision for the win. <laughs> Boom. Yay! Nice job. Way to go, everybody. Hey, guys, we did it together. Yeah. I mean, Thanos ripped it out, but Thanos had five Infinity Stones. That's true. Yeah. And even with that, Captain America almost pushed his gauntlet back up. Yeah, right? He was like, so. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Thanos Uh, ain't shit without them stones, bruh. Nah, Nah. bruh. Nah. Nah. He ain't fucking shit without those stones. Nah. Uh, Another great episode, Dad, between you and I. In the books, guys. With this wonderful uh, group of folks on Twitch. Thank you all for hanging out with us and chatting with us. Justin, yes, sir. Um, what do you got to recommend to everyone this week? What's on, what's on the docket? What should they be checking out? From 1993, I believe. True Romance. Uh, Tony Scott directed it, written by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, it is very Tarantino-esque. At first, when I started watching this, I was like, I don't quite know what it is I'm watching. The genre was very kind of flexible. I'm like, it could be this, could be this other thing. It ended very much in a different place than I thought it would start uh, or that I thought it would when it started. Uh, at the end of the day, very Tarantino, um, but with uh, Tony Scott at the directing helm. So it was very interesting. Haig has been on me to watch this movie for months, and it became a game for me to see how long I could put it off and just piss him off. Finally, I gave in and I watched it, and it. I have to admit, it was a good movie. So, Christian Slater, um, Patricia Arquette, good uh, James Gandolfini. The cast is stacked. It's uh, hold on, give me one second to do this here. True Romance. We've got uh, Christian Slater, Gary Oldman, Christopher Walken, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Brad Pitt, Val Kilmer, James Gandolfini, Michael Rapaport, Sam Jackson, uh, Chris Penn. God Tom damn. Sizemore, like is everyone's in this movie. This cast is stacked. Uh, very fun movie. So uh, I would go check that out. It is on. I think it's on Hulu currently. I believe you're correct. Yeah. Uh, what do you got, Dougie Doug? Um, I have something that I kind of recommend. Um, <laughs> a glowing endorsement. Kind of. Uh, I watched a movie called Bliss on uh amazon prime stars okay. owen wilson and salma hayek and um it's not amazing but the premise is intriguing okay. uh, i'm i'm often intrigued by any sort of story or movie or show that deals with the concept of challenging your reality and okay. i always find that intriguing in this movie definitely does that it's not executed super well um, there's some logistical things in it that I'm like, this seems problematic. Um, as Practical Doug was like, wait a minute, what? Um, but the idea of it, I think, 
the high level idea of it I think was interesting. Um, didn't get great reviews, but I'd say it's uh, <laughs> rave reviews. I kind of recommend it. <laughs> Mind Gap Podcast. Um, I'd say if you're looking for something, you know, I, I, it's enjoyable. I think it's relatively well acted. It, it's 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 worth a watch. It's not not gonna blow your world apart, but I don't know. It, it was it was interesting. It was interesting. Okay. Again, not super great execution, but um, you know, yeah, Slotty's right. I didn't hate it. But it was it was worth it was worth taking a taking a look at taking a gander at uh, and checking out. So also I'd right. recommend the Bad Friends podcast with Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee. Uh, those two guys are fantastic comedians. Uh, they spend most of their podcasts yelling at each other um, and doing improv, and it is highly highly entertaining. So go check that out wherever you find your podcast. It's, Doug sent us it. a clip of that, and it was uh, it was top level improv. Yeah. Essentially, Andrew uh, had Bobby eating out of the palm of his hand, and Bobby did not was could not figure out if he was lying or not. Yeah, Bobby Lee was like, "Hey, can you teach me anything about history?" And Andrew Santino was like, "Yeah, what do you want to know?" He's like, "I don't know, can you teach you know about the great you know, Great Wall of China?" He's like, "Yeah, here you go," and he just makes up shit and just Ooh. confidently delivers it without breaking yeah. for five minutes. It just continue, just because part of the thing is uh, Bobby Lee's uh, niece is also on the show regularly. She's like eighteen or nineteen years old. And they're okay. constantly trying to get her to do this kind of stuff. Like they have her practice improv. All right. Okay. Tell us how did World War II start? And she's like, oh, I don't know. They're like, that's the thing. You make it up and you do it with confidence. Go. Go. And like, and they, they start asking her questions. It's like, you know, Dr. Know-it-all, right? You just yeah. sit there and, and tell it and, and to watch them do it. They turn to her and go, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. You just commit. And it's very enjoyable <laughs> to listen to. And the two of them get into shenanigans and. Yeah, it's great. They've been doing it for about a year now, so there's at least 52 episodes. So I love that. It's worth checking out. I highly recommend stuff. Uh, also, other things I'd recommend is checking us out on all of our social medias at MindGap Podcast. Uh, we appreciate the follows. We appreciate the communication that you, you all give to us. You're the best on there. Um, also, don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Uh, like and subscribe our youtube channel uh just it's at mind gap podcast there we post full episodes as well as highlights from our shows and our streams speaking of streams don't forget to head over to twitch.tv slash mind gap podcast drop us a follow turn on the notifications so whenever we go live you know we go live every tuesday and saturday at 8 p.m central time saturday nights we do our video game stream this saturday i'm gonna be playing outer wilds have no idea what the game is it was gifted to me by my good friend eric he told me if you stream it, don't touch it until you just turn it on and stream. That's what I'm going to be doing. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be great. And don't forget to follow Justin online as well. Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Justin underscore Michael spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's a fun way of spelling it. Give me a follow. I would love to have you comment on all the stupid stuff I post. And then uh, while you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify, on Apple podcast, on Google podcast, on Stitcher on Podbean, on Verbal, on all the places you find and consume the podcasts. Uh, give us a, a share, rate us, review us, all those things. The big one is sharing. Copy a link, send it out to your social network, and just say, hey, listen to these guys. I think they're funny. You will too. And that goes a long way. Also, 2East8th.com slash MindGap, and then 2East8th on all social medias. Like I said, Sid Penrose is done. We've got to have a uh, cast and crew screening. We've got to have a backer screening. And then it's going to be a uh, public baby. So baby. be prepared. Can't wait. It's going to be great. I can't wait to see.
Um, special thanks to everyone in the chat tonight. Uh, Castwave Studios, thank you for the raid. Slotty Bart Fast 20, always a pleasure. Disconnected, thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, as well as everyone else that's uh, lurking and having a good time. We appreciate you so much. Uh, but more importantly, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Which, again, thank you. And listeners, as always, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.